person in this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the What kind of show is this? My son listens to this show. With DJ Envy, the captain of this bitch. With Angela Yee, the only one who can keep these guys in check. Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's what is it? Oh yeah, peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Forgot what day it was. Goodness gracious, it's Friday. Hey, I've been all over this week. Me too. But I'm happy. I'm yes. happy it's Friday. I'm happy the weekend is here and I got a light weekend, so I'm so excited. Today is a good day, too, because, uh, you know, they have national holidays. I don't know who makes these up, but today is National Laugh and Get Rich Day. Okay. And it's actually National No One Eats Alone Day. So okay. to me, that plays into the whole getting rich thing, right? Because you don't want to get rich and eat alone. There you go. Everybody eats. All right? Today no, is also no, no one eats alone. National Kite Flying Day. When's the last time you flew a kite? <laughs> never, I can't I, even remember. Yeah, no, I could never get the kite to stay in the air. I've done it. It's yeah, been years. Every time I used to try to go out there, it's like I was just dragging something on the ground. I could never get it to, yeah. like, fly. No, oh, great. Ever. No. All right. Well, what up, Yee? What's up, guys? I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. What's going so, on? Uh, actually, I had to host a dinner. Our table dinners last night honoring Dash. He's a VP of A&R at Interscope Records. He's the one that signed Juice World. Juice World was there also. Just because uh, he's been doing a great job over at Interscope, and they're honoring him before the Grammys, so I was here to host that. Okay. And then I went to the Warner Music Group party. Okay. All right. And Grammy I haven't weekend. slept. It's Grammy weekend. Yes, it's Grammy weekend. A bunch of people in L.A. acting important for no damn reason. Absolutely. Now, I'm coming back today, though. Oh, you just there for the day? Yes, I got to go to the Brooklyn Nets game tonight. They're playing the Bulls, and it's Black History Month kickoff at the Barclays. Okay. All right. Last night, I was, uh, actually, the whole day yesterday, I was in Atlantic City, and last night in Atlantic City. No, I wasn't gambling. Um, there's a lot, after Sandy hit the uh, East Coast, Atlantic City was hit up pretty, pretty bad. And there's a lot of uh, real estate out there that is very, very inexpensive. I'm talking about, they range from 5000 to 100000 So we went to go just look at a bunch of properties. I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I'm heavy into the real estate thing now. And if I can pick up some properties for $5,000 and be able to renovate and fix and put people back in those properties, that's... Uh, you know, new things, new floors, new appliances. There. So that's what we're going to try to do. So I was out there all night last night. I ran into uh, Shady, who plays for the Bill, Shady McCoy. Also, shout out to all the councilman, Marty uh, Smalls, and everybody out there. I had a great time in Atlantic City last night. I didn't get back until about an hour ago. So that's a good thing. You was out there looking for real estate, and today is Laugh and Get Rich Day. There you go. That's all. That's all you need to do. Ch- <laughs> <laughs> I just did a chuckle. <laughs> See a little chuckle at this point. A little chuckle to go with the cash. <laughs> all right. Well, this morning, uh, we got some special guests joining us. Aldis Hodge will be joining something. us. Uh, you may not know who Aldis Hodge is by name, mm-hmm. but he played MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. Yes. And he is in the new Taraji P. Henson movie, What, what, Women, what, want. what Women Want. What, I thought it was star. what men want. Isn't she reading their what minds? Men want? Oh, it's what, what men, men want. want. Oh, there you go. Yes, this kid, the kid's going to be a star. Absolutely. Okay, trust me when I tell you. And also, we got our homie joining us. She's from Philly. I Heart Mafia. That's right, Diamond Cuts. Yes. 
She gets busy. DJ out of Philly, a radio personality, producer, and a whole lot more. We'll kick it with her a little later. And so. I'm looking forward to all of that, but I'm really looking forward to Freaky Freaky Friday because we've had a lot of talk oh, boy. about my guy Andy from the Andy, Fire Festival. Andy, you know, Andy, Andy is the BJ King. Right. And, you know, we want to know what you would do for a Klondike bar this morning. Okay. We're going to talk about it, God damn it. All right. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My goodness. All right. All right. Front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about extortion. Find out who is about to get extorted or they were trying to extort him and he has blown a cover off of all of that. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Right. That, I'm going to be honest with you. That's a great record, man. Sickle Mode is really a great record. You just realizing that? Well, a couple of reasons. <laughs> I mean, okay. the random racial slur that's in there that they still haven't caught and the fact that he just gives a random shout out to Jamba Juice. Unless I heard it wrong. I swear he just said something yeah, about Jamba Juice. Yeah, Ferrari. Jamba Juice. Jamba Juice. Yes. What the hell I got to do with anything? <laughs> it's just taking a lot of Ferrari to Jamba Juice. Four, oh, Ferrari to Jamba Juice. Four million dollar car. God damn it. Jamba Juice. Cool bombs. Anyway. Just to take a Ferrari to get the runs. Let's get, let's get some front page news. Now, let's talk sports first. Team LeBron versus Team Greek Freak. Now, LeBron picked Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, uh, Anthony Davis, and of course, he picked his guy, Dwayne Wade. I thought they threw Dwayne Wade on there, like on some honorary, like, you know, this year. They did, but he still had to league. pick him, though. Oh, okay. And uh, the Greek Freak picked up Curry, uh, Paul George, Kevin Walker. Uh, Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell. You should be ha- excited about that, Yee. Yes, Brooklyn Nets, baby. Yeah, so it should be a great game. I think. Who do um, you think is going to win? LeBron's team. I mean, LeBron has Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Leonard. <laughs> it's a strong Anthony team. Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Klay Thompson, Dwayne Wade. I mean, all the people he couldn't, uh, he'll never play with in real life. Yes. So Because the Lakers couldn't get no trade done yesterday. Not at all. But what else are you talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon. He's accusing the National Enquirer of trying to extort him. Now, according to a post that he put up on the blogging platform Medium, he said that something unusual happened to me yesterday. Actually, for me, it wasn't just unusual. It was a first. I was made an offer I couldn't refuse, or at least that's what the top people at the National Enquirer thought. I'm glad they thought that because it emboldened them to put it all in writing. Rather than capitulate to extortion and blackmail, I've decided to publish exactly what they sent me, despite the personal cost and embarrassment they threatened. I love so it. basically, they were threatening to release some more pictures and uh, text messages between Bezos and uh, Sanchez. You know, the whole thing was blown out blown up because he was having an affair and he actually had to announce the affair that he was having before the National Enquirer put the story out. So. Yeah, so it's already out there now, so you can't blackmail him more. Like, Jeff is like, F it, you already put all the dirt out there about me. I think he was concerned well, about the pictures. The pictures, yeah, and the pictures are a shirtless uh, Bezos holding his phone in his left hand while wearing his wedding ring and he's wearing uh, some shorts that show his semi-erect manhood penetrating the zipper of the garden. First, first of all, first of all that, that, that cannot embarrass Jeff Bezos. I don't care how small his penis is. I don't care how big his penis is. Man is the richest man in the world. Who who would care? I don't even know. What, some people don't even know what Jeff Bezos looks like right now. Not at all. There's also a naked selfie in the bathroom where he's wearing nothing but a towel. They can't put that that's out. That's not naked. Yeah, yeah that's not yeah, naked. That's that's what I'm, a towel I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the descriptions because that's the description of what they said they have. I'm looking at the descriptions. They don't sound that bad. Drop on the clean Like bumps. there's a picture of Sanchez wearing a two-piece red bikini revealing her cleavage. So what? That's a bikini. Drop on the clues bombs for Jeff Pesos. Who do they think this man is? This man's not a priest. He's not a pastor. You know what I'm saying? He's not out here fronting, putting on like some, you know, air like I'm perfect. Like who cares if Jeff Pesos got a semi-erect penis and a towel? Who cares? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so 
he basically has exposed that they are trying to extort him, and he has the emails to prove it. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard not to try to extort somebody that's worth billions of dollars, because in their mind, they're thinking, like, he got it. He could toss a couple Well, cards. you know, he was doing an investigation on the Inquirer on how they got the text messages that they released previously. So they don't want that investigation to keep on going. And then they some people feel like it has something to do with uh, Donald Trump, because Donald Trump doesn't like the Washington Post. It's like a whole lot more uh, politically involved, too. I hope they got the coins to go toe-to-toe with Jeff Pesos for a long time. Because the same way you think this man will just kick out money because he don't want to be bothered with this lawsuit or this extortion, he'll probably fight you for years because he got it. Yeah. <laughs> All, <laughs> <He> right. Got <laughs> All right. Well, he'll drain you before you drain him. That's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a bad morning. You just need to vent a little bit. Maybe you're like Maybe you me, haven't slept And you all. haven't slept. There you go. Call us right now. 800-585-1051. is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Mike again. Hey, Mike, man, we didn't hear you before. What you say now, Mike? I just wanted to thank y'all for riding with me to work every day, man. I appreciate y'all and what y'all do. And I wanted to mention to Miss Yee that my mom passed when I was nine. So any opportunity to call and speak to a loved one or a friend or go to your old phone and talk to people just for the hell of it because you never know when you'll get that call and wish, oh, man, I really wish I would have called them or I meant to call them or I was supposed to call them. We used to be friends. Right. And that's about it. And I, and no, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, and I am going to do better at that. Yeah, I take my old phones with me to work, and I go through I go through it, man, and I call people who I ain't talked to in years. And the first thing they say is, oh, what happened? Well, what happened? Something happened to somebody? No, I just called to say hi, man. I hadn't talked to you in a while. That's Everything's all right. I don't, I don't need no money. You're right. Okay, bro. And, and I want to give a shout-out to my kids, man. I appreciate them for taking care of themselves in the morning, which allows me to get out and get to work on time, you know. I, I know it's hard, and I know I put a lot on them, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to them. My, How old are your kids? kids um, my, my daughter's 17, Lahela. My other daughter's 16, Lahoana. Lahoana's 14, Mason's 10, and Lahoana is uh, 8. Okay. Yeah, right, okay. Bro. They grown. Have a good one, man. Y'all too. Chris. Hey. Hey, Chris, you want to know what I want to know, Chris? That's exactly, yo, you already know, man. Ask your question, Chris. They don't know. Ask your question. Yo. All right. Yeah, so Charlamagne, I, you was, I saw the interview yesterday with the life coach. I forgot his name. I'm Mike, Mike Bayer. Mike Bayer. Mike, uh, Mike Bayer. Uh, and you were saying something along the lines where you had something to get off your chest that is bothering you. Like, can you just admit that you gay? Cause oh, I, I didn't think it was that. Gay, like, <laughs> you want me to admit that I'm gay? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think you have something to get off your chest. And you, like, you've been saying a lot of things, like, you, you like, like, kind of hinting that you gay, but now you're saying that you're something that you really want to get off your chest. So you just admit that. All right, hold on. Angela's cutting in. Okay, you can't make people come out of the closet until they're ready. Number one, so you can't. You can't force somebody if they're not in the if they're not ready for that to yeah. say, "Okay, I'm gay." You have to let people do that in their own time. Yeah, Chris, oh, you might oh, not oh, be ready oh, to oh, come oh, out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But one thing about me, Chris, one thing about me is I don't have a a fragile ego, or, or fragile masculinity. So if you think that I'm gay because of certain things I say, I, that's your problem, not mine. No, no, it's not a problem. I'm just saying, like, you say all these things, so you might as well just, you know, come on, man. Chris, he's not well, ready listen, yet, Chris. Well, I'm going to tell you this. 
At 8 o'clock today during Freaky Freaky Friday, you might want to call back because we're asking a simple question. What? Okay, what would you give a job for? As a man. Oh, nothing, nothing. That's a lie. Nothing. If your kids were tied up in a Brooklyn basement right. and the only way you could get them free was to give a job, you wouldn't do it? You wouldn't do it? Nah, we're going to make more kids, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'll make more wow. kids. See what, make kids. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. See what I'm saying? But when you ready to come out, Charlamagne, you just come out, man. We'll accept you, whatever. Shut up. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Brown. Yes. Brown, baby. Uh, what's up, mama? No. That's Foxy. No, it's just a little cranky. Why you cranky, mama? Couldn't sleep all night. My man snores so loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. I can't take it. And we're in a little small studio, so it's kind of hard. You know and saying? then you can't really wear earplugs because you, you won't hear your alarm when that goes off. So you kind of have to, I don't know. And then on top of that, I try, you know, earbuds with music. I get, I wake up with headaches. I can't do that. Let me tell you something. CBD oil. Listen to me. Excuse me? CBD uh, oil. What is that? CBD oil. You can. I, I get mine from the pharmacy. I, I take the CBD gummies before bed. They help me sleep. They help with my anxiety. I take the CBD syrup. It's like a form of the marijuana plant, but it's the part that don't get you high. It helps with healing. I'm telling you. you Where can get I the, can get that at? Because I'll get that. You can get it. You can get the, the pharmacy. The pharmacy or any, like, Green Life or Healthy store, they usually have them. They got the but CBD you, he cream. Gotta find out why, he got to find out why he's snoring like that, too, because that's not a good sleep for him, either. Some people just snore, though. He, does he that's have sleep like apnea or something? Yeah, he's scary, though. He don't even want to go and check that out. I've he should check that out. for, like, two years. Is he fat? No. Oh. That's not the only way and, you have sleep apnea. <laughs> yeah, he not fat. Listen, go yeah, get he, he should get that checked out, and they'll give him something that so that out. he can monitor his sleep as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, mama. Good luck. Oh, thank you. Jay. Yeah. What's up, Jay? Hi. Get it off your chest, bro. All right, so I've been, like, working nonstop, and it's irritating as hell. It's like how when you get money, it seems like it always goes straight to the bills. And it's just like oh. I've been working on the music. I've been working on the music career. People been snub, like people have been snubbing the f- out of me. Well, no cursing. Like every time, it's it's like every time that you know I get some kind of work or some kind of project or something like that done, it's like people just come and just completely take that away from me. Like I have a daughter that I have to take care of, and that's just like enough already as it is. So it says on and this I've sheet been, that you strip. I have, I have done that before, like. I had people threatening to call me because of the uh, called um, child protective service because they felt like my child didn't have certain things and stuff. And I'm just like, don't worry about what me and my child got as long as my child is getting dressed. You know, as long as my child is getting to school, as long as my child. But as my child, have, bro, I'm so confused about this whole phone call. What is what? Is, what, what? He's broke. He's he, he has no money and okay. he's, he's dealing. He's, he's going through hard times. What doesn't your child have? And where you from? I'm from Georgia. Okay. My, I mean, my child, my child doesn't have nothing, but it's because of the fact, like, I'm young, like I'm, I'm 21. I'm working on the, on the music career. Uh-huh. But it just seems like it just seems like every time, like, I get a check or every time I get money, it's just like it's just going straight out the door towards bills. I mean, that's usually the way life works, sir. You have bills to pay. What do you work? Got three jobs, man. I work for Walmart. I work for Popeyes, and then I work for a nursing home. God bless you, working for Popeyes, my brother. And Walmart. You work at two of the most holy institutions in the community today. 
Are you looking at the blessing that you have in your life? Well, keep grinding it out, bro, man. If, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. He's not appreciating his blessings. I mean, let's hear him rap. Right I mean, it's tough, though, sometimes when yeah. you work in, and live in check to check. I know I've been there before. You, you work at Walmart and Popeyes. Let me hear you rap, sir. You said he, he hit me rap? Yes. Yeah, is you an artist? Why you assume he rap? Because he black? Yeah. I'm he from... said he rap. Yeah. He might sing. <laughs> well, let's hear it. All right. From the 706, making bads and making hits. All these dudes, I, I can't cuss those. <laughs> From the 706, making bads and making hits. All these dudes out here, no, I get that bad quick. All these dudes out here, don't want that hat, though. So. I mean, I give me cash, though. All these motherfuckers out here, no, I move, though. Okay, you look, we're we going to fart all over these bars. Nice. You should concentrate on something else. What else? Yeah, you're going to be broke for a long time if you're relying on your rap career, my brother. This is what, what I think you should do. You should learn a trade. Yeah, what else are you into, bro? You should learn a trade, bro. <laughs> yeah, your nah, kid can't. Nah, your kid, your kid can't eat off them bars you spitting. There's Lincoln. Nah, there's Lincoln I, I, Tech I, I, out I, in Georgia. I, they they help with automotive. In Virginia. They, they, they I, said literally, I literally got a manager. Oh, they said the right 706. There, so I couldn't really. Huh? I, I really have. I really have a manager right there, so I really couldn't. You got a what? I got my manager like standing right here beside Man, me. Man, don't blame your whack rhymes on your manager. Listen, go learn a trade. Okay, go learn a trade, and you can be a productive person in this society. There's automotive, there's nursing, there's uh, sanitation, there's a uh, police officer test is coming around the corner. There's a lot you can do, bro. Yeah, that rap ain't gonna do nothing for you. I'm gonna be honest with you. The way you rap make me want to pay for your trade school. <laughs> that's how. That's how bad I want to keep you away from a recording booth. Hello. He Hello? hung up on y'all. Don't you spitting nobody uh, rice and beans today now? Hello? Cause you mad? Y'all just made him feel even worse. Well, We're being honest. If he was a little, I'd be like, yo, keep working on it. But it you was... know, this segment is supposed to be for people to vent, get it off their chest, and feel better. Well, he made me mad, so I decided. To, <laughs> I decided to vent just now. Sheesh. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. I just want to go to one more line. It's Jasmine. It's her birthday. Jasmine, happy birthday, mama. <laughs> Oh, my God, I got through. It's a bad one birthday. It's a bad one Thank birthday. You. It's a bad one birthday. Oh, my God, I love you so much. Well, we love That's you That's it? Come on, girl. What you doing for your birthday? <laughs> Nothing. I'm not going to the gym. That's it? You're not going anywhere? Home. There's no no surprises from your friends or family? <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Wait, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Well, happy born Brooklyn. day, boy. Happy oh, you got to go out to eat in Brooklyn at least. I might. I might go to Mango Street. I live right down the block. Oh, you know that's my spot. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, Mama. Happy Run birthday. Run punch on Bye. me. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Takashi 69 Now, his uh, child's mother has some allegations against him. We'll tell you what she has to say about what Takashi 69 has done to her. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Wendy Williams. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, according to sources on page six, they're saying that Wendy Williams is scared that she's going to lose her show. As you know, she's been having stand-ins fill in for her ever since she's had to take a break for a number of different reasons. And according to an insider, she is super scared and anxious. And watching Nick Cannon being a hit with her audience is very tough for her. They're already starting to mess with the format. It's like watching them <clears throat> screw around with her baby. 
Well, nothing to be scared of when you live your truth. When you live in a lie, you have plenty to fear. And it's going to come a point in time when you have to stop lying and covering up what's going on with you and tell the truth because the truth is going to come out regardless. And then when everybody finds out you've been lying to people, they don't trust your word anymore, and then you're done. What's the truth? I don't know. Oh. But you got to take care of your health, whether it's physical, mental, both, whatever it is. That's the first priority, I would say, before you decide to do anything. So she can't go back on the air until Once again, she's good. Nothing to be scared of when you live your truth. When you live a lie, you have plenty to fear. All right. Now, LeVar Ball, is he better than LeBron? Well, um, I mean, is um, Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball talks about Lonzo Ball, his son. Is he better than LeBron? Here's what he said on Undisputed. I don't know if you noticed. There's a guy on uh, Lonzo's team. What's his name? Um, and Lonzo is not the best player on that team now. Are you crazy? Are you saying Lonzo better than LeBron? Yes. LeBron getting older. I mean, I'll make Zo better than LeBron if I'm coaching because I'm going to let him loose. Hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, the only reason LeVar is saying that now is because he's upset that Lonzo Ball has been in all the trade rumors, and he's pissed, and I understand it. You don't care about my son, Lakers. I don't care about y'all, all LeBron. And you know what's sad about this situation? The Lakers what? probably not going to make the playoffs now. Because now LeBron has to play with a bunch of teammates who know they aren't wanted in L.A. Don't come here trying to motivate me now when you was just trying to trade me yesterday. Well, should the <laughs> Lakers trade Lonzo Ball? I mean, it's too late. They can't trade Lonzo yesterday. It's too late now. So, so they, a, they, uh, here's what, here's what LeVar Ball had to say about what would happen. I told the Lakers a long time ago, if you trade my son, it'd be the worst thing you ever did. And I guarantee, they trade my son, they will never get a championship. Mm-hmm. They trying to do it like this where they're getting all these players. They ain't the players, they're the coach. So you're saying LeBron James without Lonzo cannot win a championship in Los Angeles? LeBron James without Lonzo is not going to win a championship. Well, I, I, he's definitely right about this year. He's yeah, definitely yeah, not yeah. winning no championship this year. Okay. Without yeah, Lonzo. Right. Without anybody. If that, if that person ain't Anthony Davis, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and that ain't happening. So they definitely not win a championship this year. All right. Uh, now let's talk about Lamar Odom. He has officially entered the Big Three draft pool. He's been working out really hard, and according to the league, they said we're thrilled to see him return to U.S. professional basketball at the Big Three season. So we'll see what happens. Uh, somebody's got to pick him up. What, ha, well, we haven't seen what he plays like now, but he's been playing overseas, right? Uh, he, I think he's been. I don't know if he's been playing overseas, but I know he's been working out heavy. I know he's been doing a lot of pickup games. So we'll see how he is. Yeah, he played recently overseas for the Mighty Sports Philippines, and he's been training. They said like crazy to get back on the court. So. We'll see if he actually gets picked when the NBA, I mean, when the Big Three draft comes around in April. Well, that's a success story if he ends up back on the Big Three, mm-hmm. especially being all he went through. Yeah, that'd be nice for him. All right, Justin Bieber. Now, he was in Vogue magazine, and he was there with his wife, Haley Baldwin, and he talks about not having sex for a year before getting married to Haley. He said that he decided to do that because he needed to feel closer to God. He thought it would be a good way of bettering the condition of his soul, and he thinks that God rewarded him with Haley as a result. And when they did get back together, they actually refrained from having sex until they officially got married when they went to the courthouse in New York City. He also said he had a legitimate problem with sex. He said it was his remaining vice that didn't provide pleasure anymore. That's real. He also says he abused Xanax in his youth, and he said drugs put a screen between me and what I was doing. And he said his security would sometimes check his pulse at night to make sure that he was still breathing. That's real. Y'all be so worried about good sex, you better make sure your partner got good spirit. I was listening to uh, Gary Zukov and Linda Francis today on Oprah Super Soul Podcast. I literally listened to that this morning. They were talking about spiritual partnerships and being yoked with your partner at the spirit. You know what I'm saying? Growing your spirit. You know? That's what it seemed like Justin and Holly did. 
And you see when Devon came on the show and he talks about him and Megan Good and how yeah, they waited man. to have sex until they got married. Right. And he was celibate for a long period of time after he was running around a lot in his earlier days. That's right. So, Stop worrying about a nut and worry about your soul. And people do tend to be a lot more productive when sex isn't what their goal is all the time. So imagine how much more productive people could be if they would just wait. Listen, man, spiritual partners over sexual I'm not going to do it, but... Because all, all the physical going to fade at, at some point in your life. All the physical attraction and everything going to fade at some point in your life. Your balls going to get saggy. Your breasts going to get saggy. You're not going to look at your partner the same. Spiritual partnerships over sexual partnerships. You don't think that you're still attracted to, some, to somebody that you were in love with, even if their looks change? Absolutely. Over I, the years? I, I, I look at my wife still the same. be in love. I look at my wife the same as I looked at 21. I love her the same. I don't... And I'm sure you'll feel like that at 70 and 80, too, because of the spiritual mm -hmm. connection that y'all have. Right. That's all. Yeah, but, but I, I think you can still be physically her. attracted. Absolutely. If you're, yeah, because somebody could be ugly to you based on their personality. But I think, <laughs> you know, if you're truly in love with somebody, it's not just about their looks. You could be physically attracted I to them. I just said that. That's all I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, but you're saying that when people's uh, get, things get saggy and all of that, you're not going to be physically attracted I to them. I did not say that. I said that when that happens, you still have a spiritual attraction to a person and you're connected to the spirit. So you're not even caring about the physical. Well, it doesn't okay. matter. I, when yeah, my balls okay. drop to my knees, my wife's going to be holding them up for me, all right? That's what it is. She's going to love me regardless. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, we got front page news coming up. Yes, we are going to talk about extortion, find out who was trying to extort Jeff Bezos, and he has, uh, he has all of the receipts. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. It's a Friday. We are the Breakfast Club. That's right. It's National Laugh and Get Rich Day. So everybody get a good chuckle and get some cash today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some front page news. Now, NBA All-Star is next week. Team LeBron versus Team Greek Freak. Now, LeBron picked up Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Klay Thompson, Dwayne Wade, just to name a few. And a Greek Freak picked up uh, Curry, uh, Joel Embiid, Paul George, Kemba Walker, uh, Dirk. He picked up D'Angelo Russell. That's a shout to you, Yee. And Russell Westbrook. I think Team LeBron is going to smash uh, Team Greek Freak. FYI, LeBron wishes he could do that in real life. He, he definitely wishes, does. He wishes it was that easy. Yeah. It could be, that could be his team. <laughs> his team. Absolutely. Yeah, he wishes that's who he was playing with on the Lakers. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about this extortion attempt. Now, Jeff Bezos, who's the founder of Amazon, he's a billionaire, uh, went on the blogging platform Medium and said that the National Enquirer executives were trying to extort him. He said, something unusual happened to me yesterday. He said, I was made an offer I couldn't refuse, or at least that's what the top people at the National Enquirer thought. I'm glad they thought that because it emboldened them to put it all in writing. Rather than capitulate to extortion and blackmail, I've decided to publish exactly what they sent me despite the personal cost and embarrassment they threatened. Mm. So basically, they were threatening to release some uh, pictures of him and his former mistress, now his girlfriend, uh, Lauren Sanchez. So I guess he's that's his way of saying, no, you will not extort me. Good for Jeff Bezos. Live your truth so nobody can use your truth against you. That's all. It's the Eminem and 8 out there. You know what I mean? Whatever you about to say about me or do to me, I'm going to say and do to myself. Now what? It feels like extortion is also uh, something like that with someone like him. When does it stop? 
Yeah. You know, once yeah. you start yeah. paying, why would Absolutely. you ever stop paying? Because Absolutely. they already have these things. So now I've already extorted you. Now I'm going to keep on doing that. So, so you, you so, kind of have to put a stop to it. You're right. And so when you go to war with somebody like Jeff Bezos, you better make sure you have your money right. Because Jeff Bezos can keep you tied up in court for a long time. He got some money for lawyers. Yeah. Time. You're right. All right. And, you know, there's always these rumors about how the Inquirer buys up all these stories, these negative stories about Donald Trump to make sure that they never get published. So whatever pictures that have to do with Donald Trump, they spend a lot of money buying those things so that it doesn't go to another outlet. It doesn't get uh, put out there. Why? They support Donald Trump? Yes. Oh, okay. All right, now let's discuss Delta and Coke. They've had to apologize, as in Coca-Cola, okay? Before Charlemagne thinks we're talking about sniffing Coke. Uh, Delta and Coca-Cola had to apologize to passengers. They objected to their new in-flight napkins. Now, on those napkins, people were encouraged to actually give out their phone numbers and give them to people that are strangers. So one napkin said... Uh, drink Coke because you're on a plane full of interesting people. And hey, you never know. On the other side, it has the name and the phone number. So I guess you're supposed to pass your phone number to a stranger on the flight. Now, people were on social media like, hey, Delta and Coca-Cola, these napkins are creepy. Pretty sure no one appreciated unsolicited phone numbers in the good old days. And they sure as heck don't want the number of someone who's been gawking at them on a plane for hours today. Not a good look. See, I can see both sides of this. Number one, nobody wants to be bothered on the flight. Number two, that is the very old school way of, you know, connecting with somebody. Meeting somebody? Yeah, but what's, why is this creepy? Because I wrote my number down and I passed it to you. If You either take the number or you don't. Or you use the number or you don't. Why is that considered creepy? It's it probably be a little media. awkward when you're on a plane and someone sends that, uh, hands that to you and they're like staring at you and now it's uncomfortable? As somebody who's 40 years old, mm-hmm. how many times did we used to do that back in the day? So you're trying to tell me now, uh, back in the day when we was in elementary school when you used to write letters that say, would you go with me, check yes or check no? That's that creepy was now. creepy That's too? creepy now. Man, come on. Now, well, I, now it's following me on social media. I think it's media. just encouraging people to do it and they're like, look, I get that people are going to do what they're going to do, but instead of having that on every napkin on the plane... Let's so, not encourage so, it. So we shouldn't encourage people to... The, 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 to meet to people make, and talk to, meet, to people? Yeah, to meet no. people and talk to people and have a, make a you choice. You can speak to people, talk. but to, talk. Pass them your, to pass them your number talk. and you didn't even want it, y'all haven't even had a conversation? Yeah, but you could just say, no, I'm not calling you. Yeah, what if we did strike up a little conversation on the plane and then I say, hey, you know, hey. You don't need a napkin. <laughs> Why not? That's just like saying, yo, let me give you my number. Let me get my Instagram page. Like, that's old school. Write down my name. Here's my number. Yo, call me sometime. What's wrong with that? Well, they have apologized since to anybody they've offended, and of they said course. they are removing those napkins the and replacing them with backlash. other designs. Social media backlash makes everybody apologize for things that they really shouldn't even be apologizing for. They ain't really sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. All right. I apologize. Thank you. For whatever. I apologize I just in advance. People. I apologize for y'all being mad at me uh, apologizing. I'm sorry for being sorry. There you go. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Sorry. 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 I accept I your apology. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I am sorry. I'm sorry for ain't being sorry. Okay. I'm sorry when I'm not sorry, and I feel like being sorry. I'm sorry that you think I need to be sorry. Right, sorry. I'm sorry. That's front page news, all right? And when we come back, Aldous Hodge will be joining us, I'm and I'm sorry, sorry for that. I'm sorry right? that you don't know who Aldous Why Hodge is. Why are you sorry is. for Aldous Hodge? Because I'm sorry that people don't know who he is. But <laughs> explain who How he is. How you know people don't know who he is? Well, for the, I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to the people who don't know who did he, he is, because the people that know who he is don't matter in situations like this. So I'm sorry that Aldous Hodge was MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton, and I'm sorry that he's playing in Taraji P. Henson's new movie, What Men Want. Men want. And I'm sorry that this kid is absolutely going to be a star one day. He's a great guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Charlemagne keeps apologizing. I'm sorry if you You guys got it out of your system? Not yet. One more, Charlemagne. I'm sorry that we got Aldous Hodge on and not Taraji.
<laughs> yeah, we're sorry about I'm that sorry one for about sure. That. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Breakfast Club, good morning. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, and I just seen him have sex with Taraji P. Henson. Whoa. All this Hodge. What's happening? What's happening? You're just going to put, put, put all my business out? That was a creepy introduction. That was horrible. I mean, out of context, I don't know what that means. Because right before the mics went on, you asked him what was his size. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. Now, you, yeah. started, you started acting at a very young age, right? Three? Yeah, man. I was uh, I was like two. Yeah, my brother, Edwin Hodge, he's also an actor. So um, he started first. Uh, we were out here, you know, just doing print work, extra work, all that. But uh, we were doing like a thing, an essence photo shoot. They needed an extra kid. My mom told me if I did the job I get a Batman toy so I got my Batman hustle up and honestly <laughs> I, hey look I was an entrepreneur from a young age always I was hustling whatever you know I remember my brother and I did a show um, Broadway called Showboat and then Showboat you know we sitting there doing a play and all that but I'm sitting there writing poems trying to sell it to the, my, my fellow castmates I'm eight years old you're like, writing poems writing to sell. poems you want this poem Anybody I had a buy business I think like one or two people. Oh, like, that's yeah. it. They should have, out of pity, yeah. been like, look, here, yeah, they, they, you know, they were not. But, you know, I was trying to, look, I was not playing. I, I had my hustle. What but, did your parents do that, put that, instill that in you? So, both of my parents are former Marines. They met in Okinawa, Japan, stationed out there. My mom's, I was raised in a, in a, in a single parent household primarily. My mother was all discipline, education. So, when it came to acting, she was like, look, it's the, privilege not the priority so we had to earn it if we weren't bringing a's and b's home we weren't going on no auditions mm -hmm. we're gonna be none of that she made sure that education was primary and that we had a childhood all we knew like she told us it can take anything in this world away from you except for what you know right and again we were doing the business but we were still in jersey there was a time that you know we weren't doing so well it was a time we were Trenton, Trenton, Clifton, Hackensack. Okay. You know, it was a time we used to live in our car. You know, we've been homeless two, three times. So all I knew was that if I wanted a certain reality, I had to make it. It was that I was not a product of my reality. My reality was going to be a product of me. So for me, that's where all these ideas came out because I knew I wanted all these things without the idea that I could buy them. So I said, I'm going to just make it. That's why, that's a part of what drove me to my engineering path. And you went to school for engineer. I went to school. I was at uh, Art Center College of Design for uh, architecture and product design for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I didn't finish just because I got a job that took me. Uh, I, I started doing Friday Night Lights, I think it was. That was in Texas. A couple months turned into like a whole year. So I saw, I've been self-taught. How do you teach yourself to be an engineer? Like just take stuff apart and put it back together? Yeah, yeah. You, you, it's... Uh, uh, passion, <laughs> basically. Well, shit, I'm an Look, engineer too, then. You know, no, you're, not. To take a you're not an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you do. Look, I, I grabbed a bunch of books. Most of them are in French, so I had to start learning French. But um, yeah, you just buy a bunch of machines or you buy parts, take them apart, put them back together, see how it works. And then I start studying design and understanding the relationships, distances, all that kind of stuff. Now, weren't you in Die Hard? That was in two Die Hard actually, really? man. But yeah, the first one was out here. Two different characters, yeah. <laughs> wow. Nobody knew. Nobody caught it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Die Hard with Avengers back when I was like eight, nine years old. That was uh, that was out here. We shot it out here. That mm -hmm. um, was pretty dope because I had no idea who Sam Jackson or Bruce Willis was because I couldn't this watch their movies. This was your first movie? Nah, one of the first. It was, it was like my second or third or something like that, but... How old were you um, then? Eight? I was like eight, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you couldn't watch no Sam Jackson. Nah, I couldn't watch no, <laughs> no Pulp Fiction. 
Nah, yeah. <laughs> like nah, <laughs> nah. Um, so yeah, man, Die with Avengers. That was uh pretty dope because Sam actually told my mom, if your boys want to learn real foundation of acting, they gotta get on stage. And coincidentally enough, my brother and I had an audition for Showboat right after that. Didn't realize what it was. We thought it was like the longest commercial ever because the contract came down for like six months but ended up doing uh, that Broadway show for about two and a half years. I came in a little later. I was a little young at first, so my brother did it for two and a half years. I joined him midway and did a year and a half of that. So you were homeschooled yeah. during that time? Oh, yeah, homeschooled. I was, uh, let me see, I think I hit homeschool around fourth grade because my brother and I were always fighting in school. Mm -hmm. We grew up around a lot, even in Jersey, like one, let me see, in Clifton, one too many black families around. We were one of few. We dealt with a lot of racism, and we even dealt like the KKK were out there, too. Which most people don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Most people are surprised, but we grew up around that. I'm talking trash thrown on the lawn every uh, and thrown in our backyard every every uh, morning. We we had our Christmas lights cut three years in a row, so we just stopped putting them up. Damn. You know, the 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 school tried to expel me for whooping a boy up just because he called me the N-word. And, you know, you sitting there like seven, eight years old. What you going to do? You know, back then for us, it was a weapon. So, you know, call me that word and... They said I was being a little rough on the boy. I don't know, but they beat me off the boy. They tried to get the cops. My mama said, if you're going to expel my baby, you got everybody going to get the hook. So what happened was my mom started working up in the school, and they called her the lunch lady from hell because she was there to monitor us, but also to, to, to really protect us, but also to look out for other kids as well because there was a lot of mess going on in that school. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I started getting homeschooled around fourth grade, and then uh, – you know, we knocked that out up until I was 14 where I started college. 14? Yeah. That's told you crazy. education wasn't a joke, man. It How just, was it just wasn't a school 14 bus. 14 in college? Normal? I mean, granted, I'd been in the business for so long at this point, I'm always around adults. Okay. Plus, I'm a little old man in general. <laughs> My name means old man, literally. It does. So, old man or of <laughs> the old, old house. Hot. I was cursed <laughs> since I was a child. What language so, is that? <laughs> it's English, man. It's, it's, it's a oh, British name. Gotcha. But, but uh, <laughs> you know, for me, it was normal, more normal to be around adults. And, you know, even though I'm 14, I'm in my classmates, you know, they, like from 20 to 50 years old, I've been around this on a regular basis. I was always awkward around cats my own age. Mm -hmm. I was that strange little kid. Uh, so for me, it was it was cool. Plus, I was there with my brother. My brother was 15, so we were in college together. Damn. Y'all yeah. ain't had no sex life in college. I didn't want no sex. Bro, I was He's about 14. to books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah, yeah. to books. That's my point. Yeah. You know, they had no sex. He was yeah, putting it was, boxes together. It was, uh, it was unconventional, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Unconventional what? Uh, the, just my my academia, man. Gotcha, it was, it was gotcha. uncon unconventional. Like, even my little sister, she's 10 years younger than me, but she started UCLA at 16. She graduated in three years. Man, God bless your mom. Hey. Absolutely. Lord have mercy. Hey. And my, she even started, uh, I think she was 14. She went to her first medical program at Berkeley. Wow. Yeah, my sister. Mm -hmm. What role did your father play in your life, if any? So, Pops wasn't around when I was younger, but we... You know, we started a, a verbal relationship when I was like 13. That relationship is, is a beautiful thing just because we were able to talk out our differences and I was able to understand where he was as a man as I got older because I, I dealt with a lot of anger and depression and all that. Didn't realize it had to do with, you know, some of it had to do with his absence and other things. But um, us being able to actually talk about it and me getting to understand who he was as a man then in that time helped me to get to a point to forgive. No matter how old you get, there's a point you're still gonna need your parents. And if y'all can find it, I say fight for it, you know, cause 
it's still things as a man I'm trying to figure out and and but and you know son, that, sons always gonna want the respect of their fathers. Yeah, yeah, but I know like in my position. To get that respect, I definitely had to give that respect so it couldn't come from a place of anger dealing with him, you know what I mean? You know, I was dealt the hand that I had, but I had great parents, man, and, and I can't even shade none of the, the, the experience or maybe the lack of, of presence just because that's what made me right. what I am. I say, my, like, my sister is my heart, my mom is my strength, my brother, to a degree, is, like, you know, a part of my wisdom. All right, we got more with Aldous Hodge. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Aldous Hodge in the building. Now, let's talk sure. about the movie because yeah. I know we want to get it. Let's talk about the movie. Can we men get into the what movie? Men what want. men want, which let's I'm excited for. Men want. Had you seen the original, What Women Went Before? Yeah, yeah. I saw the original for sure. Uh, and I actually, you. You said, was it before <laughs> or after? No, it was before. Because that's a classic movie. It, it was before. Yeah. I saw it when it came out. Mm -hmm. I was actually a fan of it, you know. But when I've seen our movie and I'm more of a fan of ours. So, yeah, as watching this movie, I was talking about this with my friends, and I was like, what, we want to know what men are thinking. But I'm like, I don't know if that's information that we necessarily... Would you want to know what your man is thinking? No. Uh, I don't think so. But, nah, yeah, I, like... I think that's dangerous, like, to... Because people think crazy things. They do, and you try, you think you would want to know, but, nah, you don't want to know. Mm -hmm. And people ask me all the time, oh, would you want to know what your girl is thinking? Hell no. Right. I, look, I don't, I, do not, I don't need that ego check. Because, you know, fellas think they be killing some things. And, right. you know, your girl will let you know real quick. I love you, baby. In her mind, she's like, mm, he she ain't like, got it. Is my show coming on? I wish he you would hurry up. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> How was but the God, sex scene with Taraji? How was that? that that's, awkward as hell, That man. seemed like it was Why? awkward. Why? She you see, baby boy, you just got to do a better job than Jody. She's <laughs> lying on top of him. <laughs> Damn, man. Nah. I mean, I seen it. <laughs> nah, I, I'm going to tell you why it's awkward. First of all, just in my experience, all sex scenes, love making scenes, all that, it's awkward. People don't realize, like, you on set, first of all, you got your homie with you that you got to do a scene with, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nothing but, you know, love and respect. But at the same time, like, y'all peoples and y'all got to get down to your bare minimums and show the world. Then you got your whole crew in there and everybody just, you know, sitting off the side looking at you, snacking, eating chips, right. drinking like, coffee, cut, cut, cut. you know, that getting ready. <laughs> that was it's, wrong. Just, it's an awkward <laughs> environment. Plus, we had talked about it, like, the week before, we shot the scene. We talked about it, of course, and how it was going to go down, what kind of points you want to hit. And then that weekend, she got engaged. Yep. Damn it, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here then, you come. That, that so next day. you feel day, like you did a trash job? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> so, nah, she got engaged. So then that, that I was like Monday or Tuesday or whatever when we, when we got to it. It made, it made us even more nervous. We just wanted to get in and out of the scene as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. I, I was in my relationship at the time and, you know, we, the, the first priority is take care at home. You know, make sure you, you're doing your job respectfully enough that, that uh, home is taken care of. Ain't no worries there. You know, and she's a consummate professional, as am I. So that wasn't an issue. Um, but the, the next level of, of discomfort is, for me as a performer, how do we make this funny? You know, you sitting there down in your skivvies, and you got the whole world looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Chesticles out and everything. And what are chesticles? You know, your chest chesticles. and your testicles. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah, your chesticles. <laughs> um, but it's like, I don't want to look stupid, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I'm gotta out try to look sexy. Still. Like this is not. You gotta, gotta have the good sex pieces. You know like, she's riding you, so it's inferring sex. And then what, now, what if you get a wreck while she's doing it? Because nah, that, I've never actually gotten an erection during watching. the sex scene. That's what I'm telling you, my man. It's so uncomfortable. 
It is so because you're dealing with people that you know. You just had lunch with these people. Damn. There are so many other things going on in your mind that don't even come close to arousal. <laughs> it's like as long as I don't have shrinkage, I wouldn't care. Nah, bro, I I'm I'm good. I ain't, I ain't had none of them problems, man. But. <laughs> It, it doesn't even get there because you still working. You still right. doing your you're job. You're trying to remember so you your lines, trying like, to remember your angles. Yeah, you yeah. don't worry about her going back to the trailer like, hey, you got a little meat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> don't nobody see the meat. Bro, I got on like five pairs of underwear, uh, sweats five on. Five pairs of underwear. It's a pillow, you know what I mean? Five pairs of underwear. That's Charlamagne's worry. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you got a little meat. <laughs> <laughs> Shrinkage, yeah. shrinkage, shrinkage, shrinkage. You know, it's 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 a problem that's afflicting a lot of men out yes. there. And I don't I don't think we pay enough attention to it. And, Especially you know, with I the think polar vortex. In the fall and winter. Yes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think I think we should start a movement. Um, <laughs> you know, for the shrinkage, uh, and just you know let the brothers know we care. You know that's what I'm it. saying? We care. Little that's all. Little meats matter. They do. They do. And not little meat. Shrinkage is the difference. Shrinkage and little meat are two different things. And nothing you can do about little meat. Can you meat. explain the difference? What's the difference? Little meat is actually little meat. So okay. It's like a rapper. You always right. got a little penis. <laughs> right, right. Shrinkage is when it's cold yeah. and you step out the shower and for a quick second your self-esteem drops because you're like, right. damn. What, right. what, what if you got little meat with shrinkage? Well, then you just, God cursed you. <laughs> That's, That's, I mean. All. God hates you. Exactly. That's it. You know. <laughs> all right, back to the movie now. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh the movie comes out on the 8th. Yeah, February 8th, man. And you got to work with Tracy Morgan also. Yeah, that's a wild cat. He's funny. He is in his own orbit. His own world he is, man. Yeah, Tracy, uh, the thing I love about Tracy is that like he's constantly in practice. He'll be on set talking to you. You think you have a normal conversation, but you realize that the man is practicing his stand-up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's practicing jokes. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets on set, and he's hitting it, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. He stays in practice. Right. Um, He's a real cool cat, you know. I feel like you, I, I don't know why, I just feel like... Acting like the roles you've done so far is like uh, they kind of like I don't want to say beneath you, but I just feel like your mm-hmm. range probably is way broader. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Hey, um, I'm trying to get there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this: this is a year for that. You know what I'm saying? This this is a a, a beautiful year because got a film coming out August 9th called Brian Banks, which I really love. Biopic about my man Brian, who actually uh, had a, a a tough go at it. Um, oh, is that the guy that was in jail? Yeah, he was in jail. Yeah, he was in prison for got falsely accused of rape. Yeah, exactly. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah I you know that story. Um, it's it's a beautiful film, man. That's that's a film full hey, of hope. When does that come out? August 9th. August 9th. It's it's a really great film. And you're playing Brian. I play Brian. Oh, that's man. the role, baby. Yeah. That's it, right? You know? there. That's the role. Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's one. But I'm saying this this year is definitely mm-hmm. a year of range. You know, I'm out here right now shooting my TV show called City on a Hill. That's, and that's a Showtime series? Showtime series, yeah. And then, you know, uh, like you mentioned, Clemency, that's uh, actually was at Sundance. We just won the Grand Jury Prize. That's uh, Alfred Woodard and our beautiful director, writer, Chinoya Chuku. They did a great, great job with that. So, And then that on top of, you know, the awesomeness of what men want. So for me, it's a, it's a fantastic year for exposition because right. I've been in the game 30 years and I have been trying to show people like, yo, I stretch. He's you know, 32, by off. the way. The way you, you just said that. Two. I've been in the game 30 years. Come on now. <laughs> you started at two. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. If you working at McDonald's, are you trying to, you know, uh, are you trying to flip burgers for 30 years? Or are you trying to move up to management? You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to flip burgers for no 30 years. I understand the sacrifices that were made because even when I was a teenager, man, it was some times couldn't pay the rent because I was like, I'm not going out for Thug 1 and Thug 2. I can't do it <laughs> because it's got to be more. You know, I was so pissed off that the idea of the black man was always normal to see us in Thug roles, but Word. we couldn't see us. Like, my normal for black people is success. We are 
a massive part of America's success. We at one time were the part. We, we are we built this. Shit. Well, I'm saying like we were the currency here. Yes. If you want to remove our identity from the uh, from from the definition of success, I don't know what's going on. Who educated you? You need to go back to school. But the problem now is with the cultural politics sort of happen. We got a whole generation that doesn't realize that. Mm. They just don't know. And it bothers me. We don't me. know our worth. Nah. Whatever you want to do, you just have to be nothing but excellence. And it's not about excellence in, in the field. It's about ex excellence to yourself. Like, you have to meet and exceed your own potential. That's your responsibility to yourself, you know? That's right. Well, thank yeah. you for joining That's us. Right. This guy's going to be a star, man. Get trapped, by, get trapped by him now, ladies. <laughs> Put holes in his condom now. Oh, really? Okay? Whoa. Really? What kind of advice is that? <laughs> February Brother. What? Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'm going to send you my child support checks, bro. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm going to see you my child support bill is what I'm going to do. Straight up. It's going to be about six, seven illegitimates that you're paying for. Okay. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everybody, it's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, that Aldous Hodge kid. That's his name, right? Aldis. Yes. He's going to be a star. I think so, too. He's, He's already a star. Yeah, he has, a, yeah, he already already has a, a lot of things happening this year. He has a lot of movies on the way. Yeah, he's already a star. Now, shout out to uh, little Carter. Carter listens every morning to The Breakfast Club. I think Carter's either eight or nine. He said he always tries to call up here and never gets through, so I just wanted to shout him out. His grades are good. He's nice in basketball. He's good to his brothers and sisters, so I just want to shout out little Carter. Grab on clue bomb for little Carter. Who are his parents? Can't tell you who his parents are, but shout out Why? to little Carter. <laughs> doesn't matter tell who his us. parents are. We no, want to know now. I don't know. I don't know who his parents are. When you're 40 years old, it always matters who the kids' parents are. Right. Because I don't know them kids. <laughs> you don't know them kids? Who his daddy is? Who his daddy is? Who his mom is? What they do? Oh, okay. Yeah, I know them. I know Lil' Carter. Well, congrats, Carter. Shout out to Lil' Carter. Now, uh, rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about Cardi B. Now, she had a great interview, a beautiful photo shoot, and we'll tell you what she had to say about postpartum mm -hmm. and about her rags to riches story. Okay. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, The Rock, was he supposed to host the Oscars? He tried to work it out. Well, somebody asked him on social media about that, and they said he would have been a great host for next year's Oscars. He went on social media and said they did actually ask him. He said, I was their first choice to host this year, and my goal was to make it the most fun and entertaining Oscars ever. We all tried hard but couldn't make it work since I'm shooting Jumanji. Academy and I were super bummed, but maybe one day down the road. Well, isn't Kevin Hart shooting Jumanji too? Yep, they mm -hmm. both are. Oh. So he couldn't do it because of that, but maybe his schedule was different. I don't okay. know. Okay. But He's not hosting it either, so <laughs> there you have it. All right, Ariana Grande's album's out, and she has a song on there that everyone's talking about called Ghostin', and it seems like she's talking about Mac Miller and his untimely passing in that song. All right, so everybody's talking about that song. Uh, people are saying it's really heavy to listen to. Now, she was supposed to perform at the Grammys, but according to reports, they're saying that uh, she just couldn't put it together, pull it together for the show, and, and all fell apart. 
But she's saying it's because she felt like they disrespected her. Now, she wanted to perform her song, Seven Rings, but the producer told Ariana that song wouldn't connect with the audience, so he asked her to choose a different song. She felt so strongly about it that she said that she would pass. What audience, though? I mean, if the show is televised on, on TV and Seven Rings has done well, what it's audience... It's number one song. Yeah, what audience yeah. would it not connect with? Like, them, them, them old suits at the, in the audience at the Grammys, literally? Because it's for TV, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's for TV. Yeah, so I you, mean, there's an audience there, but it's really for TV. Yeah, so you would want the TV audience to connect with it more than anything. Right, know. and, you know, I guess she's upset that producer's saying she couldn't pull it together, but she wants to make it clear. She could have, but they wouldn't let her do the song she wanted to do. Other people who reportedly turned down performing, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Childish Gambino, uh, and so on. So, uh, allegedly, they decided not to perform at the Grammys, according to uh, the producer of the show. Okay. All right, um, now let's discuss Cardi B. She's on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. She has a great new interview. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw the pictures from the photo shoot, but she, the photo shoot's pretty amazing. Of course we saw the pictures. All right, just making sure everybody might not have. Now, she addresses a lot of things in the interview, including experiencing postpartum depression after the birth of Culture, her daughter, who's now seven months old. She said she thought I was going to, I thought I was going to avoid it when I gave birth. The doctor told me about postpartum, and I was like, well, I'm doing good right now, but I don't think that's going to happen. But out of nowhere, she said the world got heavy on her shoulders. Uh, she said she felt like she was in a haze and dro dropped out of that tour that she was supposed to have with Bruno Mars because she felt it would be too difficult to bring her daughter on the road. She also said she has not yet hired professional help because she's afraid she can't trust anyone. So her mom has been helping her out as far as with her daughter. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's mm -hmm. how it should be. You shouldn't really trust anybody with the newborn because there's no way of actually telling, but a family member could always help the best. Yes, she said, for some reason, I still don't feel like my body's the same. I feel like I don't have my balance right yet when it comes to heels. I'm not as good at walking anymore. I feel like I'm holding a weight on me. I don't know why, because I'm skinnier than ever. But there's an energy I haven't gotten back yet that I had before I was pregnant. It's just the weirdest thing. Mm. Now, she also did say in this interview that Offset suggested marriage counseling, but she doesn't want to do that. Uh, she said she <sighs> just doesn't feel like it's a good idea. Drop one of Clues bombs for Offset, damn it. He's doing the necessary That's, steps. You, you're doing the work. I like to hear Absolutely. stuff like that. Doing the yes. necessary steps. Go to marriage counseling. What's wrong with marriage counseling? She's just not ready for it yet. And that's fine. Well, she's ready. It. You know, they'll do it. But I get it. But I like the fact that that's on his radar. I love the fact that he's suggesting marriage counseling. You got to go out there and do the work. Anything to do. Yeah. Anything to get your baby back. Now, they also asked her if anybody close to her was involved with her decision to split up with Offset. And she said, no, nobody makes my decisions about my life but me. And the reason why she didn't want to go to marriage counseling, she said that she was like, I don't want to go. There's no counselor or nothing that could make me change my mind. That's real. Like, mm -hmm. she was not ready to forgive him in any way, shape, or form. She was upset at what he did, and she's entitled to feel that way. And when she is ready to embrace Offset and bring him back in the fold the way she wants to, she can do that, too. Yep. And then after right, you go get the counseling. Yeah, and if you ask her, are they going to get back together, she's not really sure. So it seems like she just needs some time. Uh, to figure out what it is that she wants to do. And again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. All right, the rumor is that Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner are upset at Nick Cannon, and that's because of some comments oh, that he made as he's filling in for Wendy Williams on her show. Check it out. I'd rather my daughter be going this direction than the Kylie Jenner direction. This girl, she may have a bad mouth, she needs some guidance, she needs a whooping, but at the same age, Kylie Jenner was getting plastic surgery, there was... But if I had to choose, I want my daughter to get out there and be a loud mouth and talk, because then I can say it's about discipline and respect. But when it gets to that other world where things that I can't control, and, the, and because social media is controlling everything, 
as a parent if I have to choose because I, I I can fix bad baby with a bad belt. Listen, I don't agree there's nothing, with... There's nothing wrong with what he said. That's his, that's his opinion on how he raises his daughter. There's nothing wrong with that. Yo, I don't agree with damn near nothing Nick Cannon says, but he made a lot of noise on that show this week. Drop one of clues off <laughs> for Nick Cannon. God damn it. He's got everybody if, mad. Hey, if, what you, if what Nick Cannon is trying to do is uh, put his hat in the ring to have his own daytime talk show... I, I vote for Nick Cannon. Yeah. Nick Cannon been making noise. Oh, look at him on the TV right there. Nick Cannon been making noise all week on, uh, on that damn show. That's right. And what he said was, he says, well, my daughter, I would prefer to have a bad acting daughter than a daughter that is, uh, I guess he's saying, kind of low self-esteem that wants plastic surgery at the age of 17, 18. There's nothing wrong with that. That's his opinion. Well, Kylie and Travis got offended, and you can't help people getting offended by certain things, so they That's didn't like too. that. And I don't beat I, my and I don't I don't beat my kids, so I don't agree with the belt thing. But I mean, I was a person that was raised by the belt and the extension cord. It didn't work. And the switch. Yeah, it didn't no. work. It Doesn't did, seem like that it works. It didn't work too at well. all. No. And by right. the way, that baby has a <laughs> she has a Snapchat show that is doing major numbers. They're saying that her show had over 10 million unique people tuned in to see what happened just this past Monday. So it looks like that is going to be a hit. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, uh, we need Michelle Rodriguez to come to the front of the congregation. You Who know that is? You know Letty from the Fast and oh, Furious? Oh, okay. Right. We'd like to have a word with her. All right. We'll get into that next, and then after that, it's going to be Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. All right. Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. You don't need snow to have an adult snow day. Head to eBay this winter and make the most of your money shopping eBay deals with our best price guarantee. Plus, free shipping on millions of items. If it's happening on your adult snow day, it's happening on eBay. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You have to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club. Good morning. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, Donkey of the Day for Friday, February 8th goes to Michelle Rodriguez. You know Michelle Rodriguez. She plays Letty on The Fast and Furious. And uh, yesterday, she crashed. See, Michelle Rodriguez is in the movie Widows with Liam Neeson. And if you remember this week, Liam Neeson said this. She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape. I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black person bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Liam Neeson wanted to kill a random black man, any black mm -hmm. man, because his That's friend so was raped by a black man. Uh, he received donkey of, donkey of the day for that. Crazy thing, this week was Trayvon Martin's born day. Trayvon Martin got killed because of the same kind of logic that Liam Neeson possessed. This is a form of profiling, okay? Liam Neeson just wanted to kill a random black man because his friend was raped by a black man. And of course, to Liam Neeson, all black men are rapists, just like to George Zimmerman, all black men are thugs. So let's not act like this mentality can't lead to violence and death because in this country, it so often does. But back to Michelle Rodriguez. Now, during an interview with Vanity Fair, Michelle Rodriguez was asked about Liam Neeson's comments and she replied, it's all effing BS. Liam Neeson is not a racist. Dude, have you watched Widows? 
His tongue was so far down Viola Davis's throat, you can't call him a racist ever. Racists don't make out with the race they hate, especially in the way does with his tongue, and especially in the way Liam does with his tongue so deep down her throat. I don't care how good of an actor you are. It's all BS. Ignore it. He's not a racist. He's a loving man. It's all lies. End quote. Now, I don't know if Liam Neeson is a racist or not, but the comment he made about wanting to randomly kill black men is indeed very racist, and I don't know if Liam Neeson is racist or not, but I do know he's an actor, and I would think any actor can play any role. So if you are a racist in real life, to play a role on screen where you're not a racist and have to kiss a black woman doesn't seem like a stretch. But, Michelle, I don't know if you know about this travesty in our country called slavery. Okay, and during slavery, sexual abuse, including rape, were very common when it came to slave masters and slaves. In fact, the sexual abuse of slaves was actually a part of the culture of slavery a lot, especially in the South, because they viewed the slaves as property. Just a little research, Michelle, will show you that in Virginia in 1662, there was a legal doctrine adopted where sexual relations between white men and black Women were regulated by classifying children of slave mothers as slaves, regardless of their father's race or status. So white slave masters slept with slaves and created more slaves. There was even a whole population of mixed-race babies that developed because of these unions. Michelle, I know that you don't think the slave masters weren't racist because they impregnated the black women and had little mixed-race babies, right? Also good to note, Michelle, in those same sovereign societies, they punished sexual relations between white women and black men because it was damaging the racial purity. Like, that's very hypocritical, you think? Now, let me break this down in basic terms. I'm from South Carolina, born and raised. Drop one of the clues bombs from South Carolina. Home to one of the most notorious racists America has ever seen. His name was Scrom Thurmond. Its buildings and highways named after that bigot, Scrom Thurmond, was a segregationist who ran for president under the Dixiecrat Party. And once he pledged, he once pledged, he said, there's not enough troops in the army to force the southern people to break down segregation and admit the N-word race into our theaters, into our swimming pools, into our homes, and into our churches. He was a segregationist. He didn't want black people in their swimming pools, homes, churches. But... He had a black daughter. He was 22 when he impregnated a 16-year-old black maid in his father's house. Her name was Essie Mae Washington Williams. Google is your friend, Michelle. Yes, this is America, where a white man cannot want you in his club because you are black, but can shoot your black club up and impregnate you. Furthermore, why do we live in this society where people feel... They have to say something. What is the PR person's job nowadays? Did the PR person not prep Michelle and give her something nice and scripted to say when asked about Liam Neeson? I don't understand why people make statements that will ultimately cause them to lose money when shutting the hell up is free. I know that sounds strange coming from me, okay? But I have learned when I see a lot of people upset about something and I don't really understand why they are, ups- why they are upset, before I make a, stat- a statement and tell them they are bugging, I ask the people who I think are bugging, why y'all bugging? And I don't ask it publicly, I ask privately because that's how you learn. And when you learn, it prevents you from making statements like Michelle Rodriguez because if you would have simply asked someone, you could have learned about America's complicated racial history. And you could have easily discovered why racists like Scrum Thurman and people with racist thoughts like Liam Neeson can love black poom poom but also hate black people. Please let Remy Ma give Michelle Rodriguez the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you? Dumb. It's just a little teachable moment on this Friday morning. All right. And since she brought up the movie Widows, I don't know if she knows how that movie ended, but if you go see that, whew, never seen it's it. It's not a good comparison. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, let's get down to business. I'm going to drink a water before we do this. I'm Hold glad on. you're clearing Push your gears a little bit, I'm bro. glad you're drinking some water. Mm. All right. 
It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. Now, for the past couple of weeks. Calm down, calm down. Listen, I just want to say, I want to set this up. I have to say, I don't know what's going on. I'm in L.A. and you guys are going rogue. We've been talking about the Fire Festival, right? And our guy Andy. And the documentary that was on, which one was this, Yee? The Netflix one? The Netflix one, yes. Fire. Let's hear what Andy had to say. Charlamagne's so excited, you hear him? Let's hear what Andy said. I'm going to suck you so good tonight. Not not that Andy. The joke is old, guys. This Andy, go ahead. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you suck to fix this water problem? And I literally drove home, took a shower. I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. Now, this next segment on The Breakfast Club is not about equality. No, it's not okay. about equality this right now. It's not about equality at all. Sorry, ladies, you have to sit this one out. This what? is strictly the fellas yes. talking to the fellas. What is this question about to be? Ye, we have to ask this strictly amongst the men. This just has the guys, nothing to just do the with fellas. The, this is nothing to do with Locker the women. Talk. Don't matter if you're a gay man, I'm scared. a straight man, just any man out there, period. Correct. 800-585-1051. Are you willing to suck for truck fit? No. What would make you do a Andy King? What, what the hell was that? What would make you, <laughs> as a man, what, was that? what would make you give fellatio? All right, now, a lot of people, men out there, like, no, I would never. So let's let's have a little. Let's and have some people are saying just because it's nice out. Yeah, you make it sound like that's it's just recreation, right? Okay. What would you do it for? Look okay. what Andy was willing to do it for. Andy was willing to do it to make sure that that water got into the fire festival. Okay, Charlamagne, what would what you... What would you be willing to give Felicio for? Charlamagne, what would you? I'll wait and hear what everybody else got to say. Okay, 800-585-1051. Before we go, can I just ask Dramos right fast? Dramos, now. There's a gunman. Dramos got a bid. Oh let him go first. You mean why These you hypothetical go situations. Because you are a guy. You are Dramos. Andy, Drum. There's a gunman. depend on you. He got a gun in your mother's head. He got a gun in your mama's head, Drum. It says, Dramos, I'll let her go if you suck mine. Drum, I'll let her go if you put that bid on my balls. What? Y'all are crazy. Would you do it? <laughs> you got to pull an Andy in that one. Hey! Hey! Dramos, hey. I'm going to do it. Drop on a clue bomb right. for yourself, Dramos. There you go, Dramos. Hey, you got to play Andy. Let's have some fun. It's Freaky, Freaky, Andy. Freaky Friday, 800 585 <laughs> Sorry, ye. Okay. I, I, listen, I'm not gonna say what y'all said behind the scenes. Why you played on the air all the goddamn time? <laughs> all right. We gonna do it when we come back. Hey, sit here, do it for a Krispy Kreme donut. No, I did not say that. <laughs> Charlamagne said nothing of the such. I think I heard I that can, too. Geek. I can afford my own Krispy. All right, we'll do it when I we come back. I to give an Andy for something I can afford myself. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast. Do we got that instrumental playing? You got that can playing? It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. Friday. And the Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday question just goes to the fellas out there today. Yeah, I'm going to just stand down. All right, so we're asking, what would make you do an Andy King? If you don't know who Andy King is, Andy King is the BJ King. Uh, He's on the Netflix Fire documentary. Play what Andy did, man. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader, and we need you to go down. Will you suck to fix this water problem? And I literally drove home, took a shower. I I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. All right. How many of y'all are willing to take one for the team like like that? Fellas, we just talking to y'all this morning. All right, so Charlamagne. 
Yeah. Now, would you do an Andy King? If maybe somebody had your mother tied up or your daughter's tied up or your wife or your wife tied up, would you do it? Um, if that's the last resort. So if they had your mom tied up and they said, you either you have to suck this or we're going to kill her, what would you do? First thing I would say is, why don't you want my mom to do it? Because you already got her tied <laughs> up. That's the and option, Charlamagne. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like. Would I, you do it? Uh, if that was if that's what it took, yeah. If that was like literally the last resort, and I knew for a fact that my mom was gonna be safe and sound, absolutely. Okay. Now let me ask uh, our, our, our white camera guy. Come here, Stephen. Now, Stephen, if they had your mom tied up, if they had your mom tied up and said the only way to get her free would to be to pull a Andy King, would you do it? Well, she beat cancer, so I think she'd be fine. Wow, Steve. Damn. But he's white. White people have no empathy for nothing. Jesus Christ, Steve. My God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. White people, some some of y'all really make y'all look bad. <laughs> My God, Steve. That, that was Steve. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. All right, we have Michael on the line. Michael, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? How you doing? Hey, Michael. Now, would you do an Andy King for anything out there? Absolutely not. Not a chance in the world. Michael, so you so got, your you kids, kids, your kids, kids is tied up in a Brooklyn basement. All right. Ain't no way. I'm sorry. I'll go have some more kids. I cannot. <laughs> well, y'all, what the <laughs> f***? You know what? Black people, y'all just as ruthless as white people. What's going on it's in America? Charlamagne, let, let me ask you something. It is no way in heck you can be considered to be a man still putting a penis in his mouth. But if it's I, the same, why your can't kids? you still be a by man? Way, That's crazy. By the way, I think it might make you more of a man to put your penis. I don't know that that because, would make you a man because you because just listen. Any man that's willing to do more than more than me is more of a man. He's more of a man than me. All right, I'm man. So, I can't I can't classify as one if I put a penis. Mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah, you mean okay? Let me ask you a question. Yeah, I'm the whole world is about to explode. Imagine Thanos really comes down, and the only uh, way to defeat Thanos, he got all the Infinity Stones, is the. Black Panther's penis. You're not going to do it? I ain't no way. I can't do it. Hey, we'll wake up in another world. Ain't no way. That's crazy. You know what? We that's crazy. You want, you that's crazy. You'll let, him sa- you'll let him snap before you suck. All right. Charles, good morning. Good morning. Now, Charles, now, if a gunman got your kids and said, hey, the only way I'm going to release this kid is if you suck, you know what, do an Andy King. Would you do it? I would definitely do it. There you go. Finally a real man. He's a real man. What's the butt? You want the butt too? No. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? What do you say, Charles? I might die, but my kids, they don't run and live. Oh, you said you're gonna bite it? Yes. Oh, you kinky. No, I get it. I mean, I'm gonna gonna bite it off to the point to where just hang. I'm on castration. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Charles. All right, Charles. All right. All right Charles. If you was a garbage filled kid, your name would be castration, Charles. Okay, thank you, Charles. Charles, Charles castration. 800 585 We're asking, <laughs> what would you pull an Andy King for? Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, 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 freaky Friday. Friday. And we're asking, what would you do a Andy King for? Remind them who Andy King is in case they don't know. Did Let's you- play the audio. He's from the Fire Festival documentary, and this is what he said about the festival and what he almost had to do. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. You're our wonderful gay leader. And we need you to go down. Will you suck to fix this water problem? And I literally drove home 
took a shower. I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. See now for myself, if it's for my kids, my wife, my mom, my pops, I would have to. Listen, man. Um, you have to. Yeah, I would think so, too. And some of y'all lying. I know that we have these definitions of masculinity in our community and uh, sucking D is not considered a masculine thing to do, but the first law of nature is self-preservation and survival. You know what I'm saying? You're going to want your people to survive. Right. And if sucking D is what causes your people to survive, you'll do it. All right, Ray. Good morning, DJ Envy. What's up, Shala Yee? What's up, hey. Ray? What's up, Ray? Now, uh, I personally wouldn't, but for Jesus and Miro, I would do fellatio to Envy so he can stop his pettiness, let him back on the show. They got a new TV show coming out February 21st. I'm waiting for Envy to invite them up there. What's with the beef? Drop right. one drop on the clues bombs for my guys, Jesus right. and Miro. They show does start on Showtime. Envy, you're not going to no, know. First of all, you're going to answer this question. No. So, so, so would wait, you so let somebody... So he's offering to... You, Yes, that man offering to suck your D. He offering to suck your D to make peace with Jesus and Mero. You ain't gonna let that man give you no Why don't he suck their D? He wanna suck yours! You the cute one, I guess. No! To make peace with two black men, you're not gonna let the man suck you They're Puerto Rican, they're Spanish. Not Jesus. And so are you. Two Latinos. Oh my gosh. I don't want it. The moral of the story is there's still hope for Jesus and Mero to make peace with Envy. <laughs> That's still hope. <laughs> Keith! So, what's up, Keith? Yo, what's going on? Definitely gay for pay. That is a fact. <laughs> you gay for pay, Keith? Yes, I am. It's oh, a fact. okay. When did that start? Uh, When you guys asked this question and I had to sit there and think about it, I was just like, damn, well, I am that comfortable with my sexuality. And I had to think about it, I was like, I wouldn't do it for free. I would definitely do it for, like, an exchange of currency or something like that. Well, we're not okay. asking for money. We're asking about life or death situations. Like, 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 oh, well, it life or death situations, I don't know. It depends. There's got to be money involved. I don't think Keith, I would, You know, if I, I don't have kids, so I can't really relate Keith, too much. But Keith, game for pay is definitely a option. Keith, it sounds like you did it before. How much? What's the price? Uh, No, I, it depends. I don't know. What's the price, Keith? A hundred? No, I really don't know. I really, I really couldn't give you a price. It have to, like, it have to be on. It's, not, it's, it's definitely more than like ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars, I'm sucking. Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. That's all it take for you. All right. Well, listen, yeah, I, I, I think Keith like it. I'm not I, rich like y'all. I will say that I like the fact that you're challenging your masculinity this morning. You he know not, what I'm saying? He likes it. Yeah, no, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. Yeah, he's fine. Hell, he doesn't but, care. Uh, you offer me the right amount of money, I might do it. I'm just saying. There you go, Keith. You ever kissed a man before? No, but I would for some money. All right, Keith, man. Keith willing to do anything for some money. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of money. Sarah! <laughs> People will suck there, bro. Hey, good morning. Now, we asking about men, Sarah, so you must be talking about your boyfriend or your husband. I'm talking about my boyfriend. What do you say? So, we don't have a lot of money right now, and we've been hungry for a few days. So, we're listening to the station, and I'm like, babe, what would you suck for? And he said, girl, I suck for some Chinese food. Y'all that hungry? We that hungry. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you willing to do the same? Would you go out there and sell some pool pool? I'm not fucking no Chinese food, no. Not for Chinese food, but I'm talking about for some lights, maybe, a house to stay to pay your bills. No, as long as it's sun outside, I'm not sucking no for no lights. Is your boyfriend with you now? Yeah. Can we talk to him, please? What's up, Charlamagne? What's up, brother? Why you don't want to learn a trade? That is a trade. I'm so hungry right now. I would suck for anything, bro. What you mean? Why y'all so hungry? What, what, what? happened? What, what happened in y'all life? 
uh, I don't have a job right now, so Chinese food would be okay for me right now. Damn. Bro, you got cash app? Yeah, you gonna cash me money? Yeah, I'm gonna cash you some Wait, money. This is, this propositioning is, I, I'm gonna him? I am, man. What's your cash app, man? You hurt my feelings this morning. Tell me, no, I want, I want him to tell his cash app because maybe other people will donate too. What's his cash app? What's your cash app, man? Oh, okay, all right. I'm, I'm gonna take. What, what should I do? Should I text it? No. Tell me the name. What's the cash app? Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't begging you to give you no money. See, my cash app is doesn't. It, it doesn't get any better. Doesn't. Doesn't. Spell it. How you spell it? D O E S N T. D O E S N T. Uh huh. Get G E T. G E T. Uh huh. A N Y. N E A N Y. Butter. B E T T E R. That's long. That's it? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to pay for your Chinese tonight, man. So he ain't got an S no D for no Chinese tonight. I'm putting $69. Matter of fact, I'm putting $68 in your cash app and tell him he owes me one. Okay. Well, let us know how it goes with you guys. Where y'all from? We from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Oh, New Brunswick. Oh, that's not far at all. That's not far. Chinese food is cheap out there, so we got you. All right. Don't you better I'm cash happy right now. Please don't let your, your husband go out there and hey, have to suck no deal. Give me some $20. Hey, add, add an extra, extra. Get at the Charlemagne. All right. Sorry. All right, mama. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. That, is, that hurt my feelings this morning. Me too. I'm not going to lie to you. Or maybe he's into it. You never know. We could ask. We should ask if maybe he's bi. So maybe it's like a, a double entendre. Is that right? Did I say that right? A double entendre? What does that have to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is uh, I know that you all have these definitions of masculinity in our community, but when it comes to survival, what are you willing to do to survive? That man was willing to do it for some Chinese That's what food, I'm bro. saying, man. Like, ah. He didn't say nothing about his mom, his kids, ah. his wife. Chinese food is delicious. Yeah. Yeah, but now. Well, how does it taste after you suck some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what that aftertaste tastes like. Okay. Well, um, on Twitter, at J Love Photos said to tell you, Charlemagne, he has two dozen donuts. What's up? First of all, I don't like Krispy Kreme that much. My goodness. All right. It doesn't well. get any better. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we do. We are going to talk about um, Meek Mill. Find out what he's been doing with Drake. You know, he's got a new video. I don't know if you guys had a chance Terrible to see Terrible segue it after uh, what well, we just we'll finished talk talking about. about. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Terrible segue. See what your mind is. <laughs> All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Meek Millie. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Meek Mill and Drake, they did their Going Bad music video together. Did you guys get a chance to see it? I seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I like it. Now, it's their first collaboration since they did the Wins and Losses album, the Rico song off of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a lot of guest appearances in the video to T.I., DJ Mustard, Nipsey Hussle, Swiss Beats, and even more than that. So mm -hmm. make sure you guys check that out. All right, Wiz Khalifa has a new song out, and it's only available as an Oreo cookie. In order to hear the tracks, you have to get the Oreo Wiz Khalifa limited edition music box, and it plays the music off the grows of an Oreo like a record. Here's a little snippet for you. It's called Stay Playful. They say we're too grown for fun. We say playful's never done. Don't fight the feeling, just let it flow. Stay 
stack it up, bracket up, let it go. I got the secret the world should know. Let's stay playful Oreo. All right, if you want to get that Oreo cookie box, I guess, is that what it's called? Uh, you can get that on February 10th on their website. And Ronda Rousey is helping people with suicide prevention centers. You know, suicide prevention is a huge issue for her. Both her father and grandfather took their own lives. So she wants to help other people as well. She held an event on Thursday where the new Didi Hearst Suicide Prevention Center will open on February 22nd. And here's what she said. I lost both my father and my grandfather to suicide. It's something that runs in, in my family like cancer runs in others. The suicide is very unique for the stigma that surrounds it. It takes just as much strength, if not more, to reach out than to tough it out. That's why I'm so happy to, to be here to support the, the opening of now, 21 Savage is more information coming out about his being detained. According to a police report, they're saying that it was the ATF that actually arrested him. They said ICE has confirmed that he, even though ICE has confirmed he was targeted for immigration enforcement and nothing more, he was never arrested by the police. And some other individual's firearm and vehicle is not our concern here. So I don't know what's going on with the 21 Savage situation. It seems like they were targeting him for different reasons. He feels like it's because of a song, uh, the song A Lot, where he talks about immigration. But according to these reports now, they're saying that he was driving recklessly. He was about to slam into a fully marked cop car, and that's why he was pulled over on that day. They found mm. a fully loaded Glock in the car, according to these police reports. Yeah, I told y'all, man, that ICE was, uh, <clears throat> they were just using the ICE thing to try to get a criminal charge on 21. So it's no no surprise to me that all of a sudden he, he had a Glock on him. Right. Yeah, so I'm very confused as to what's going on right now because there's all these different reports that are coming out now. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and it's Friday, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys later. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's a Friday, so you know we throw it back. So what I wanted to do is, uh, we got, this mix is all about Big Pun. Of course, yesterday was uh, his uh, anniversary of his passing. So we're going to do a Big Pun mix. And also, earlier this week, it was Cameron's birthday. Monday was Cameron's birthday. So Beautiful. A little Cam. And the fact that we did suck it or not this morning. So let me know your favorite pun joint, your favorite Cam joint, and we'll get it on. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. This young legend, DJ Diamond Cuts. What up? Diamond Cuts, what's happening? I'm just happy to be here. That's all I'm going to say. This is your first time being My on the first Breakfast time, I'm, Club. I, I'm actually nervous because I'm on the other no, side. No, you're not. You know, you're a professional. Shake it off real quick. <laughs> Diamond Cuts is Philly to the core. When you yes. think Philadelphia, you got to think DJ Diamond Cuts. All day. Now, tell Early. Them, tell them what you do for those who don't know. Uh, Produce, DJ. Um, I done did, I think, everything a DJ could possibly do. You know, touring, uh... Discovering artists. Uh, Give us some concrete everything. examples for the people who don't know. Okay, um, production. Uh, one of my first big records that I produced was Super Ho, Nicki Minaj. Um, mm -hmm. uh, touring, tour with Nicki, of course. Tour with Lil Mama. Um, TV, BT. You did Rap City. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The deal. It was like the one after the Rap, Rap City. City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know I discovered Lil Uzi. So yeah, you know. You discovered Lil Uzi. Now that I didn't know. You didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Because I always wonder about Lil Uzi because he don't look or sound like nothing coming out of Philadelphia. Well, and why didn't you sign him to yourself? Y'all want to talk? Yes. Yes. We okay. Hear what happened? <laughs> All right. So um, 
So with Uzi, you know, he had came, he used to come to the studio with his friend. Um, his friend was the rapper. Uzi used to just, you know, hang with him or whatever. He had a couple songs, nothing too big or whatever. My husband called me, Buzz, and he said, yo, it's his kid, Samir. I really like him. I think we should work with him. And I said, let me check him out. I looked him up, met him, loved him. Uh, we started creating songs we created, like, uh, What Do You Want? And we created the song Uzi, you know, all of his earlier mm-hmm. hits. Um, I played it on the radio. Cannon hit me. Cannon was like, yo, Diamond, who's that kid you played on your set? I said, his name is Uzi. It's an artist that we working with. He was signed to our management at the time. And uh, Cannon said, I want to come down and meet him. Then at the same time, Cannon was interested. Kanye was interested. You know, Cannon didn't want to lose him to yay. You know what I mean? So he said, Uzi, come down to Atlanta. Let me show y'all how we work. If you like how we work, you know what I mean? You can sign with us and... Take it from there. We was all excited because mm-hmm. you know we be in this. You know how it is, and you especially when you in the studio all of the time, and you just working, and you got all of these artists. We like, hey, we finally made it. Like, and at the time, you were his manager. Yeah, well, yeah, me and Your my husband, Buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, we was we was all excited. Uzi was excited. We was excited. He went to Atlanta, started you know, little by little. He wasn't talking to us anymore. Um, I had called Ken, and I'm like, yo, Ken, what's up? What's going on? He was like. I don't know. He don't want us to tell y'all what's going on with him. And it's that's pretty much how it happened. We heard on the street that he got signed to Atlantic. And wow. Yeah. So, so, but it, wasn't he signing your management company? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So what's his deal? Isn't he signed to Canon and Drama, though, also? How did... Yeah, he signed Yeah, he signed to them. They have a production deal, I mm-hmm. believe, with production Atlantic. Deal. Yeah. Um, we had management. It got a little tricky. You know what I mean? We didn't get burnt. But uh, it was a it was a fight. It was, Did y'all at least get paid? Yeah, we yeah we we was taken care of. He paid you. I had to pay you to get out the management deal, basically. Yeah, that and you know a couple other things. But the label took care of it to make sure everything was right. Uh, right, right, right. What's your relationship with Uzi now? I haven't spoken to him in years. That's I mean, crazy. I had I have you know I had chances too because of course he's done things with our station, you know, and I came up here to the to powerhouse um, up here in New York and. But I don't know, you know, you you know when you see you somebody again, right. yeah, you yeah. want it to be right. right. You know, that kind of hurt me because he was like my little brother. We used to play all the time in the studio. Like, you know, this was, we all felt, we all wanted to be happy. We all wanted to celebrate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's how that situation ended. Mm-hmm. But Whose fault was it? Was it the label for getting in his ear? Was it Cannon and Drama's fault getting in his ear? Like, whose fault was it? I Somebody mean, got in his ear and said, cut Diamond cuts them off. Yeah, somebody probably did get in his ear. Maybe he just was like, you know what? They did what they did. Let me keep I'm it moving. I'm out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, I was I was in a dark space for a long time. And I, I think I hit you up one night. I was reading your book, uh, Shook One. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you do all of that work and you get that close and then you get like no somebody turned their back mm-hmm. on you. It puts you in a dark space. Right. And I was dealing with, like, anxiety and depression for a long time. And uh, I just kind of got out of it maybe, like, a couple of years ago or last year, actually. So, um, so yeah, it hurt. It was like, damn, like, that's my, that's my little we brother. We thought we was all coming up together. And yeah, like, we, we want to celebrate, too. Yeah. And the EP's out now? Out now. It's out okay. now. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. It's four songs, right? Oh, yep. Yep. All uh, streaming platforms, able music title, all it's that. It's the type of EP you're gonna be in your car just dancing. And- yeah, if you if you need a little pick me up, and that's why I called it clouded because it was that time where um, the music kind of saved me mentally because I used to have so much mental fogginess. I guess was what I'm trying to say because you know you worry about 
dying all the time or you worrying about, uh, you know, all of the, the pressure that you got going on at work and home. And it's the, called anxiety, Dominica. Anxiety, I know. <laughs> Yo, Charlamagne, your book really helped me. Like, I really, I keep it in my, um, I got like a, I call it my sitting room. Mm -hmm. But I got it in there and I, sometimes I open it up and I just read a couple pages and it, it helps me because it, I felt, I used to feel like I was the only one. Mm -hmm. I used to be in the emergency room all the time. Like, I just knew my heart was going to just stop. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but that's why I called it clouded because it was kind of like, you know, Pick it let loose, mm -hmm. party, mm -hmm. have a good time. You it remind me of when I first moved to Jersey from Brooklyn and I was yeah. hearing the club music. Yeah. And I had never heard club music before, but it was so much fun. And every cookout, every party in Jersey was like, right, yep. Uh, Cuts, who got better DJs, New York or Philly? I'm going to say this, and then I probably got to run out of this room. <laughs> Philly hands down. Not even close, right? Come on, man. Listen. <laughs> I respect her opinion. I don't think it's right, but I respect her opinion. Listen, I, I, we, I'm not, I'm not gonna go back and forth with DJs, cause you, cause yeah, cause you know New York heavy out here, but we don't want Emmy to ban you from coming up here. So. Yeah, I'm gonna shut up. Shots, shots. Diamond Cuts is always invited. Here. I don't know what you guys are talking Diamond about. Diamond Cuts family. I love Diamond Cuts. She's family. What are you talking about? Shots. Gracious. Damn. <laughs> All right, I but I ain't going to play none of her music, though. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's Diamond Cuts, DJ Diamond Cuts. Woo! It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, it's Friday, so you got a positive note for the people? Yes, oh, man. Before we do, let's shout out Aldis Hodge for joining us and DJ Diamond Cuts. Shout out to them for stopping through the Salute to Aldis Hodge. He's going to be a star. Diamond Cuts is already a star. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to um, shout out somebody, too. Um, shout out to William. Today is his birthday. My friend Laura Mora, that's her son. You guys know Laura. So William's birthday is today. I knew him since he was a little baby boy, and now he's all grown up getting ready for college. Nice. Now, uh, don't forget tonight, I'm going to be at Sugar Daddy's. Shout out to Nice. Happy okay. birthday. And then uh, Saturday, I'll be at 760 Rooftop. Now, yeah, you coming back tonight for the game? Yes, I'll be back in Brooklyn. It's Black History Month, so they're going to have all kinds of special surprises happening tonight at the Brooklyn Nets game. We're playing the Bulls, so make sure y'all come out and support our team. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. The positive note is simply this, man. Uh, learn to ask questions. It is always better to ask questions than to make assumptions. Have the courage to ask questions until you are as clear as you can be. Once you hear the answer to a question, you won't have to make assumptions because you will know the truth. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 